Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. Excellent. Are we all recovered from our snow, uh, snowmageddon, blizzard of the century, storm of the century, whatever this was? Well, you know, I don't think it was any storm of the century, but we did get more snow today than we did all last winter. Really? Yep. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't a very snowy winter last winter. We got about 10 and a half inches out there today. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yes, it is. All right. They don't have any snow in Florida. Not right now, anyway. That's not true. What? Because of this? What was the, the snow park? <laughs> They've got the snow park. <laughs> All right. But we're talking about some of the food items that are available at Disney World. Um, they had a feature on the Disney Parks blog about some of these things. And included in that is that the hand-dipped corn dog, which is usually featured at Disneyland, is now coming to Sleepy Hollow in the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Um, these uh, corn dogs are hand-dipped uh, in a sweet corn batter and then fried up in, uh, uh, they're perfectly fried. In oil. In oil. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Uh, and they're served with house-made potato chips. So these are a favorite in the Disneyland Resort, and you can now get them at Sleepy Hollow in, uh, that is in, what, Liberty Square. Yeah, kind it's of. at the entrance to Liberty Square, yeah. kind of. Um, also... Uh, coming to Cinderella's Royal Table, if you're a fan of uh, dinner, because I don't think you want to have this for breakfast, it is the a, a new braised lamb shank with cannellini bean ragu, caramelized pickled shallots, and herb baked breadcrumbs. That is now on the menu. Very nice. Yeah. I don't think any place is actually offering breakfast. So. No. And then if you're a fan of uh, Columbia Harbor House, you can go over to Tomorrowland Terrace because they've got a lot of the favorites over there. Very nice. Yeah. All right, well, Disney World is kicking off 2021 with a new offer. And if you're interested in this new offer, I know a great travel agent who can help really? you Really? Who's it. that? His name is Tony Bonasso, and he's with Main Street and more. Oh, excellent. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, there's going to be a new offer available to book beginning on January 5th of 2021. And when you book a non-discounted four-night, three-day room and ticket package at select Disneyland Resort Hotels, you will get an additional two days of theme park tickets. All right. Well, yeah. that's a decent deal. Yeah. So that uh, is for arrival most nights from January 8th through September 25th of 2021. That's just before the 50th anniversary celebration. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me um, and uh, make it happen. Make a yeah. trip to Disney World. That's a better deal if you're staying at a value resort and less of a great deal if you're staying at um, a deluxe. That is true. All right, uh, everyone loves the uh, Paper Parks Holiday Edition, and now there is a part two. That's right. Uh, Disney Paper Parks Blog presents Disney Paper Parks Holiday Edition designed by Walt Disney Imagineering, part two. Um, this is just uh, more focus on Christmas. Um, there's a 3D tree. It's a 3D version of Town Square, which includes garlands, wreaths, and Christmas tree, and a popcorn cart and fire engine. Um, that they say can double as ornaments if you'd like to put them on your tree. Cute. So they're suggesting that you also combine this with the other parts uh, from previous paper park releases on Main Street, including Sleeping Beauty Castle and King Arthur Carousel, to expand your paper version of Disneyland Park. Where am I supposed to put all these uh, paper cutouts? Oh, obviously in your paper displays. paper theme park uh, on, your, on your dining room table. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we can't have Christmas dinner on the dining room table. There's paper parks all over it. All right, Disney's uh, Riviera is celebrating its first birthday. That's right. They just celebrated their first birthday, 
And they partnered with the Lego Group to create a uh, very detailed model of the Riviera Resort. Uh, Lego master model builders spend more than 300 hours designing and assembling the model, which weighs 100 pounds and contains more than 45,000 Lego pieces. Um, it includes many of the resort's distinctive features, including uh, a miniature recreation of the Disney Skyliner transportation system, Ooh. the resort's feature pool and water slide, and the signature RR monogram, which is pretty much my least favorite part yeah, of the resort. Yeah, mine too. I think it makes it look like a Vegas hotel. Um, but uh, the, Oh, I like the little uh, cars for the Skyliner. Skyliner thing. cars are very mm-hmm. cool. And this, uh, they do have some video available on the Parks blog where you can... Uh, take a look at, see how they put the sculpture together. They're calling it a sculpture. Um, and that sculpture is going to be brought to the Disney Vacation Club kiosk at Disney Springs Marketplace. Oh, neat. Which will be on display for 2021, uh, which happens to be the 30th anniversary of the Disney Vacation Club. Okay, cool. Um, on Disney's Magic Moments, they have a create-your-own ornament feature. Yep, they have partnered with uh, influencer Maggie Tompkins, also known as Jet Plane Mommy, on how to make Minnie and Mickey mason jar ornaments that you can hang on your tree or give as presents. Cute. Yeah, they're doing a lot of work with uh, influencers these days. Yes, well, if you want to influence people to buy your stuff, call up the influencers. All right. Um, in California, um, the gift shop called Gone Hollywood has reopened on Buena Vista Street. Yep, another gift shop. Uh, most, uh, you know, a lot of the same stuff you would find in the downtown Disney district stores. Um, but it is another shop that's open, which is good because you can't do some dining in downtown, uh, in, in, on Buena Vista street right now. Right. All right. Um, dis- also speaking of the Disneyland resort, Josh DeMauro visited there. Um, why? That's right. Well, Josh DeMauro, as we all know, is the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, and he was spotted walking around California Adventure. Uh, he's just checking things out. So we don't really have a reason. He would just, there was no, a sighting. He was just there, you know. Um, Maybe he missed it. Wanted to check on progress. You know, we can't open the Grand Californian Hotel because of the uh, ups, uptick in COVID cases. Um, they're having a tough time. They've, Disney has had to close their own restaurants, but third-party vendors can fulfill takeout orders across downtown Disney district. So right now, downtown Disney is just Disney shopping and third-party restaurants. Mm, it's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, beginning, oh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping like three stories here. The Electrical Water Parade is going to be returning soon. I'm very excited about this. Except that it's the Electrical Water Pageant. Sorry. That's right. It's like a parade, though. Um, The Electrical Water Pageant, which began entertaining guests in 1971, the same year the park opened, will soon return to the Seven Seas Lagoon in Bay Lake. Um, There's no release date given, but, um, you know, Disney Parks blog will let us know when it happens. I mean, there's no reason this shouldn't have been going the whole time. You don't really need to social distance or anything. It's just kind of... Well, you know, they don't want people gathering on the beach or hanging out by windows. Have you watched it? Yes. There's nobody watching it. It's like, you know, little sparse groups. It's not right. busy. And it runs at a time when the parks are open. So people well, are at the parks. usually the parks are open. Well. Except for now, the Magic Kingdom's closing at 7 o'clock, you know. And now this 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 water pageant goes through at 9 p.m., 8.30. Yeah. How often is it closing at 7 o'clock anymore, though? Uh, it, it's closing very early. Well, maybe for January. Mm-hmm. All right. The park hours were extended for New Year's Eve weekend, so I guess the electrical water uh, pageant would be safe for that. That's right. 
Uh, for January 1st and 2nd, park hours have been modified. Uh, Magic Kingdom will be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Previously, it was 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Epcot, no change. Still 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Hollywood Studios will be open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom will be open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. I wonder what it was about when we were there. Was it busy that they needed to extend the hours that much? Because, I mean, I think Epcot was open till 10 when we were there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it was really busy and we just didn't Didn't realize it. I don't know. All right. uh, Beginning January 1st, we're going to have the option of park hoppers again. Yay. Park hopper option is returning to all four parks. Very exciting. Um, It is a little bit modified now. You still have to make a park reservation. So, that is your main park of the day. And you do have to start your day in whichever park you have your reservation in. And then at 2 p.m. until that next – until whatever park you decide to go into closes – you have the option to hop. Okay. So if your main park is the Magic Kingdom, after 2 p.m., you can go to any or all of the other theme parks, provided they have availability. Okay. So I wonder, and I'm thinking, that they're going to keep better track of people leaving. Yes. So a lot of times you just walk through the gate, like, on your way out. Right. But I'm thinking that if it's you know, anything more than an hour before closing, that they're going to make you scan out. Right. So that they know how many people are actually in the parks. All right. Um, the scrims have been removed at Small World, so that's nice. That's right. They have a new colorful facade on the building. Looks good. Um, just an updated sign, but uh, it does look nice. So it's painted. A, it's, it's very whimsical. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot more, I don't want to say a lot more colorful, but um, more more vibrant, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's new paint, so it's not faded. Right. And it might it might be a richer color anyway mm-hmm. than what was originally there. But Yeah, I, I just think they're trying to gussy things up for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Tomorrowland Terrace has now reopened, which I think is kind of funny because it feels like they're never open even in the best of times. Right. This used to be one of my favorite places because uh, the you, noodle you could bar get or uh, they used to have like a noodle, noodle bowls mm-hmm. and bars there. Um, they are now, so it's Tomorrowland Terrace. Serving favorites from Columbia Harbor House is okay. how it's advertised. Mm. Um, you know, you would think it was a real space age Tomorrowland restaurant, but <laughs> here have a lobster roll. Right. Um, so they've reopened. It's mainly seafood. Um, they are serving uh, some of the favorites from uh, Columbia Harbor House, and they are open for lunch uh, from 11 to 4. Okay. That's it, huh? That's it. Very good. And everything, of course, has to be mobile ordered, you know, and there's there's not much room to wait there. And, you know, they have like one kiosk open. Right. It was, they've still got their partially a relaxation station. Right. So it's it's a little bit of a, of a cluster, but um, they do have tabled seating. And they have the food I want, so I'm happy. Yeah. You can get your fish and chicken nuggets or your lobster roll. Yeah. All right. Permits have been filed for an upgraded lighting package for Space Mountain. Or also known as Spaceship Earth. Oh, you said Spaceship Earth? Yes. I knew it was something about space. I didn't want to ask again. Wow. Spaceship Earth. All right. So there's been a new uh, (coughs) permit filed. Um, According to Imagineer Zach Ridley, the entrance lighting package is going to be installed for the exterior of Spaceship Earth. And it will have custom programming that connects the icon of Epcot to its surrounding and encapsulates the park's transformation. So apparently there's going to be rainbow lighting uh, that will be projected up onto Spaceship Earth. Uh, Not rainbow lighting, but a rainbow of color. 
Um, also, the Lucite fountain that they have installed in front of Spaceship Earth will have a beam of light shining from the middle. You know what would be cool? What's that? If they put fiber optics in the sidewalk so the sidewalk sparkled. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. And then they could rip it up and then realize <laughs> that it was the wrong move. Right. Um, over in the World Showcase, a new food kiosk in Italy is going up. That's right. We mentioned a few, well, a few weeks ago, maybe a month and a half ago, uh, that there's going to be a new food kiosk going up in Italy, a new gelato area. Don't know if it's actually a kiosk or a building, uh, but concrete forms have started to be poured um, within the construction walls that exist there. So that's a, a positive sign that uh, that something is happening. Well, good. Yeah. Something. What's that something? What are you looking at? Oh, we have the football game. And it's paused. On in the background, and he's trying to check it out because it's yes. uh, who's playing? The Raiders and the Chargers. Okay. I was wondering, you were like looking over my shoulder. All right. Um, construction has resumed on the Play Pavilion, uh, which is interesting because we thought that was dead. Yeah. And it's some, if you look at the Play Pavilion, there were some ceiling, some roof panels that needed to be replaced. Uh, they had removed them, and it looks like the panels are being, uh, well, are being replaced. Mm. Um, so no word as to whether this is just to, you know, get the panels back up there. Yeah. I mean, or you if still they're have going to, keep to continue the, construction on the inside. You still have to keep the building up to date. Right. You can't just let it fall apart and have right. it rain inside. That would be bad. Characters have now returned to Chef Mickey's. Yay. Yay. Uh, socially distanced, of course. And it is still, um, uh, buffet not is still not buffet style. Mm-hmm. So family style. So they're open for breakfast from seven thirty a.m. to noon most days, and uh, yeah, characters are there. They're socially distancing, waving at people. You know, they're not coming up and hugging you. Um, but it's it's good that they're back. Awesome. Right. They did change the price slightly. Uh, it's forty two dollars. Okay. Do we remember what it was before? <laughs> Uh, I do not, but they had modified the price uh, because the character experience was not included. Oh. So this now is the up. current cost of breakfast is $42 for an adult and $27 per child, excluding tax and gratuity. It's a pricey breakfast. Yep. At the boardwalk, we've been watching the slide and pool area there since they took down the scary clown. And they have put up now the Mickey and Friends uh, face um, which covers the slide area and then the slide and sort of pokes the through. Yep. Right. Um, it's flat. It's not any kind of 3D thing. And they fixed the spelling on Keister for the Keister coaster. Which is good news. Yes. Can't have Keister misspelled. No. That was funny. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you took out kind of a, a scary feature that nobody liked and now you look at it and it's just like, eh. eh it's very boring. It's yeah. anything is better than the scary clown face. Mm-hmm. But this is not great. No. They could have done a lot. Like maybe better. if they had done like a Mickey head, right. and shot out of the middle of the right. Mickey head. Yeah, I mean there were so many other options here, and uh, this I think is not great. Part of it is that you need the slide face covers a bridge, right? So you you want I guess they're trying to cover that bridge in its entirety so you can't see it. When it was the clown, it was the clown's hair. Yeah, that extended and it, out over there. When you're looking at this picture, there's stuff up still on the sides. Maybe once it's all cleaned up, right? You know, there's like. There's some scrim stuff over mm-hmm. on the side. Once it's all cleaned up, maybe I won't hate it so Maybe much. it'll look nicer. Maybe. But at least you won't have nightmares about it. Exactly. All right. In entertainment news, Marvel Studios has begun reworking some of its contracts. Yeah, this is interesting. This is for movies that are not yet in production. 
Um, but Marvel has started to restructure the contract language for what is considered above the line talent. So that's anybody who comes above the title. Okay. Um, you know, it's not for the guy portraying the janitor. Right. But it's for your Robert Downey Jr.'s, your Chris Hemsworth's. Um, it's anyone that would usually get what is called a back end deal. So a lot of times stars will forgo their salary in order to get a, uh, like a, a percentage of, sales, of the right? box office receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the problem now is that a lot of these movies are being made and some of them are going direct to Disney Plus. Right. And they are including wording in there um, that will modify the um, the salaries for that uh, headline talent so that they'll have adjusted compensation depending upon whether the film opens in theaters or debuts on Disney Plus. Okay. That makes sense. I just wouldn't want to be an above the line actor. You know? Yeah, I know that's terrible. They well, might get ripped off. I mean, it, it, you know, you're, you're talking millions of dollars. Yes, but I'm sure they're reworking the contracts to be fair or else nobody's going to sign them. No, one would hope. Um, in sad news, Jeremy Bullock passed away. Can you tell us a little bit about who he was? That's right. Jeremy Bullock portrayed Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, he passed away this past weekend. I'm sorry, this past week at age 75. All right. Well, not that old. Yeah. So, bummer. And he did not have, you know, he wasn't on screen for much during those two movies. No. His screen time was very short. Uh, he has a big following. Either you like Boba Fett or you hate Boba Fett. Hmm. Um, Or uh, you don't really know that much about Boba Fett to have an opinion. True. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that the uh, Bobas in the bubble tea are named after. It is not. All right. Uh, We had talked quite a while ago about a Lizzie McGuire reboot um, that was supposed to be coming, but now, sadly, that has been canceled. Yeah, they had been... Uh, they had stopped production on it. They were trying to rework the stories and rework the reboot. Um, But Hilary Duff announced today that uh, the reboot has indeed been canceled. There were issues with her, weren't there? Um, She just wasn't happy where the story was going. The creator was not happy where the story was going, where they were taking it. So they had actually removed the creator from the process originally. Um, And then, of course, Hilary Duff, you know, being Lizzie McGuire, was not happy with the way things were going. So now there's nothing. Yeah, she says that everyone tried their best, stars just didn't align, but this is what 2020 is made of. Yeah. All right. In Disneyland Paris, they are giving a first look at the Route 66 Cars attraction that's going in there. Yep, and a major expansion of uh, their uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. Um, The Cars Route 66 road trip is taking over the former studio tram tour. This attraction will transport guests on a guests on a picturesque road trip adventure as reimagined by Pixar. Uh, there are some elements of Catastrophe Canyon. Um, they will have a new boarding system, familiar vehicles for Cars fan, and extensive uh, landscaping work. Uh, teams from Imagineering and Pixar are working together on the project, and uh, that's uh, it. Looks very cool. Yeah, uh, we had watched. I don't even know what it was, but some sort of a feature on the different parks across the world and when they had each opened. And there was something said about how um, the studios at Disneyland Paris were just the attendance was almost nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. It's depressing. Right. So, uh, so that's good because yeah. it needs something. Yeah, they have. Uh, they have, like I said, they're redoing Catastrophe Canyon, but they're calling it. Cars Tastrophe Canyon. <laughs> so good for them. Yeah. All right. 
Utah Disney Cruise Line has removed the March 2021 bookings from their listings. Yeah, we, excuse me. We know that Disney has already canceled sailings through February and select cruises of longer than seven nights. Um, but now uh, March has disappeared from the booking list on the website. So expect official word to come out shortly. Okay. Uh, the Disney College program has released an update. What would that update be? The update is pretty much just confirming um, that they aren't doing anything due to COVID. Um, they've said, uh, you know, uh, they value the return of the Disney programs. They look forward to sharing more updates as they come. For 40 years, the internship program has been an important part of their heritage. Uh, they value these opportunities and benefits they provide to the participants, the company, and the schools and industries around the world. Disney internships are an integral part of our future, helping to strengthen diversity and innovation at Disney. Um, they have still not recruited participants for the upcoming semester. <coughs> Excuse me. And are uncertain about when they can resume. All right. So not much news. <laughs> Correct. There is a debate going on about Netflix versus Disney Plus. Yes. This okay. is exciting. Okay. Tell me about it. All right. We were talking last week about how uh, Disney has exceeded expectations for the first year. And now there's just talk about Disney actually maybe catching uh, Netflix in terms of subscribers by 2025. Mm -hmm. Um, in total revenue and uh, total, I'm sorry, total numbers of subscribers uh, by 2024, they believe that the combination of Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus will uh, outpace Netflix. They also say that by the end of 2022, Disney, Hulu, and ESPN will generate $12.3 billion in revenue for Disney, and Netflix will bring in $12.9 billion. So, uh, you know, in just three short years, Disney and their streaming services will capture uh, what will catch up to where uh, Netflix is. Or at least that's the prediction. And that is the prediction. That is true. Um, you know, it's just it's very interesting. Disney is spending billions of dollars on their product. And, uh, you know, they've they've made tremendous inroads. You know, people thought that Netflix was kind of unstoppable. And uh, Disney is proving that they're throwing, you know, with them throwing money at it, uh, uh, you know, it's the only business segment that is actually performing well. Uh, they expect that it will bring in, uh, you know, like $4 billion over the next two years, uh, which is good because they're not bringing much in many of the other business segments. So right. by 2022... Just Disney uh, Plus alone will be responsible for $4 billion in revenue. Nice. So uh, that is why Disney is, is shifting to a streaming service model. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a big success, and Wall Street is very happy with Disney right now. Good. Bob Iger is reportedly being considered for an ambassador position in the Biden administration. Yeah, there's some rumor that he may uh, be tagged as the ambassador for either the U.K. or China. Uh, China makes sense because under Iger's leadership, Disney made tremendous advances uh, with China. Uh, they opened up the Shanghai Park in 2016. Um, but they also say that a position in the UK could revive Iger's hopes of running for president, since five ambassadors for that country have also served as president. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't know much about ambassadorship. Is that something that he would do while he was still running 
Oh, he's not running the Disney company anymore. What is he doing? Uh, well, it says that should he accept a position, he would have to depart Disney ahead of his planned 2021, December 2021 departure. Okay. All right. So I guess he is still running Disney. Well, he's sort of kind of it's Chapek's baby right now. Right. But Bob's pulling the strings. Right. All right. Um, and then in Universal News, the uh, Endless Summer Resort has opened its second section, the Dockside Inn and Suites. Yep. Dockside Inn and Suites has actually had its grand opening. Uh, they had their grand opening on the 15th, which uh, was delayed from July uh, because uh, of, of course, the pandemic. So uh, Endless Summer Resort is comprised of two hotels. It is the uh, Endless Summer Resort Surfside Inn and Suites, which reopened over the summer, and Dockside Inn and Suites. Uh, this is what is considered to be a value resort, uh, but it's uh, it's a nice resort. You know, it, it's all been modified for COVID-19. All the check-in counters have plexiglass. They have social distancing markers throughout um, and uh, hand sanitizers at all touch points. So, you know, a very nice value resort um, and Universal that is now their ninth hotel. Okay. So they're, you know, they've they've stepped up their hotel game considerably. Yeah. And they do have a lot of resorts at the value uh, end now, whereas they used to be more of a deluxe They only had deluxe resort. That's all they had, right. three deluxes. Yep. All right. Great. And then also in Universal News, they have released the New Year's Eve menus uh, on property. That's right. They have uh, some prefix menus and entree dinners across City, City Walk and at some of the resorts. Um, they will be uh, uh, open on New Year's Eve and available only on New Year's Eve for some of these offerings. Uh, Antajitos has a tama- tamale fritters with pork belly. Uh, Big Fire has a three-course prefix meal. Bob Marley has a Caribbean-inspired cuisine. Cowfish has a three-course prefix meal. Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville has a tropical-inspired menu. NBC Sports Grill and Brew, fun dishes for the family. Uh, Pat O'Brien's has uh, a special menu. Uh, And then Toothsome Chocolate Emporium has a three-course prefix meal. And Vivo Italian Kitchen uh, has a three-course prefix meal. Those are all on Universal City Walk. And then uh, various Universal resorts have uh, special... New Year's Eve meals available to them for their guests. Okay, great. Yeah. I think that's all we have. That is. It's a very short show at 26 minutes. Do you have any last words? Um, I love you. Aw. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) So have a good weekend, everybody. Until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.